Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and it's truly an honor to be here with you tonight. And what we're going to be talking about is how to live in victory in 2018. You know, it is my privilege and just such an honor to come and be with you and to just talk about, you know, the truth of God's word to help you to live the victorious life that Jesus paid for you to have. So I see you jumping on. I love you. I'm so glad that you're here. And as you guys keep jumping on, I'm just going to say a quick prayer, although I've been in prayer for a while. But Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, for your truth. The word, your word is truth. And Father, right now, I pray and we're in agreement, Lord, that as your word goes forth tonight, I pray that it will just sink deep into the hearts of every hearer, Lord God, of everyone, you know, that hears, that's under the sound of my voice, Lord, and that you would just be glorified in the highest, Lord. We magnify the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you. We, we give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you for being here. I see you guys jumping on. So what we're talking to about tonight is how to live victoriously in 2018, but not just 2018. This is just the beginning, 2018 and beyond. And really, I hope that it starts tonight for you, tonight, right now, you know, just even during the broadcast. So, you know, moments of victory are good, right? When you have moments of victory in your life, that's good, but it means that you're not walking in the fullness of the Spirit of God that lives within you, right? And this is what, you, you know, we really have to grab a hold of this. True victory, true victory is God's love constantly flowing through you, right? In you and through you to other people. In you, right? God's love constantly flowing in you and then through you to others. And that is what we're supposed to be doing, right? As representatives of God. We've really got to go after understanding what is possible for you as you let Christ live through you. And I'm going to get a little more into this, not a little, but I'm just, I'm probably always going to be talking about this because this is the most important uh, part of Christianity. It's, it's what the Lord wants everyone to know, yet so many, even in the churches, still have not grabbed a hold of this. And once they do, I'm telling you right now, Christians will be walking in the fullness of, you know, who, who they are and letting Christ live in them and then through them. So here's the thing. First and foremost, yeah, you guys, you know what I'm saying is true, right? This is the truth. Ugh. And I get excited about it. I'm so, so passionate about this because I'm telling you, once I got a hold of it, it was like game on, like game over, game on, full blown. It's time to walk in everything that Jesus wants us, you know, to walk in, right? This is what he paid the price for. Okay, so I'm going to bring it. We've got to determine, you've got to determine, I've got to determine, we've got to put away all distractions going into this new year. You've got to put away all distractions and focus again on what God wants to do in you first, because it's got to start with you. Each person, you know, all, each of you, 
Each of you that is a Christian, that you are born again, you've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, you've got to let the Spirit of God transform you. That's only going to come by renewing your mind. I always say this with the word, right? Romans 12, 2. Okay. <sighs> okay, breathe. I'm so excited. I, sometimes I get ahead of myself, right? But we've got to put away all distractions and focus on aligning yourself with God's spirit so that he can do the work in you first, in you first, and then you can release him everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you see a need, boom, you release Christ, boom, they have life, they get healed. You know, it, it's for service, right? You are a son or a daughter of God, but we are here to serve man and rule over the devil, mm. right? Jesus never, ever lost a battle or a fight, never. And you know, we all know the story of Peter walking on the water, right? Peter walked on the water, but Jesus didn't celebrate Peter's walking on the water, right? He, he didn't celebrate it. He expected, when he said come, he expected Peter to come. And Peter did go, right? And I mean, I commend Peter. I'm like, he had the faith to get out there. He trusted the Lord Jesus. But the problem was that he once, you know, he focused on Jesus momentarily. He walked on the water. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus and put it on the wind, right, what was going on around him, immediately, the Bible says immediately he began to sink, right? And then he said, Lord, save me. He cried out and Jesus immediately grabbed him. And, but Jesus didn't celebrate the fact that he walked on the water, but instead he said, oh, you of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? You know, and I, I like to put myself in there, you know, it, and just really see it for what it was, you know, and I'm sure he didn't yell at Peter. He was just like, oh, like, you know, his heart like felt bad, like Peter, like he, mm, like he really wanted Peter to get this, you know, and it was just like, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? You know, you're like, you were doing so good. So in any event, you're only going to have victory for a moment when you keep your eyes on Jesus for a moment, right? And this is where too many Christians are lose the battle or they're just, they're not walking the, and living the victorious life that God wants, wants us to live, right? It's because they keep their focus on Jesus only for a short time. And then as soon as the wind comes or the storms of life comes, they're distracted. Their eyes are now on that and instead of on the Lord, right? And Jesus, um, oh my gosh, this is why it's so important to know everything that he died to give you, your inheritance, you rule over the enemy, Christ in you, you rule, you speak. And it's just as if Jesus is speaking. And I'm going to get more into this as we go, but we've literally got to capture the spoken word as written, right? Because Jesus spoke it. Yeah, the words are written, but it's the spoken word. And we need to really grasp, we need to grasp that. We need to grasp it. Okay. Jesus lives in you by his very spirit. I say it all the time and I'm going to keep saying it because I'm telling you right now, God does not want you to be afraid of anything. The Holy Spirit lives in you. That means where you go, he goes. You are never, ever alone. You're never alone. And he wants you to represent him to the world. You and I are all he's got. 
right? We're all he's got. He's got to use those who are believers, but we really, I'm telling you, the whole key to this is to understand that Christ lives in you. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this more. Hold on. I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I talked about Jesus being, I mean, uh, Peter being distracted by the wind, right? He was disconnected from Jesus for that moment. God never wanted Jesus to be disconnected from him. And God never wants you and I to be disconnected from him. But here's the good news. We can never, ever, as believers, born-again believers, we can never, ever be truly disconnected from him because Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. But here's the key. You get to decide how connected, like how in alignment with him you want to be. He's there. He's there. But he's, you know, we're, we are co-laborers with, okay, we are co-laborers with the Holy Spirit, right, to do the will of God here on the earth. And when I say co-laborers, right, the Holy Spirit is, is he's there to, to help us, right? We actually have to do the work. Well, when I say do the work, the Holy Spirit's really, he's the one with the power, but we have to speak. We have to go. And then we have to speak and the Holy Spirit does it. We're the vessel. Okay, so you understand that's how we co-labor with God. But it's up to you and me to go. Listen, you know, a lot of times I know we say, well, you know, you want to be led by the Spirit. Of course you do, right? Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Holy Spirit, right? But here's the thing. You don't have to wait on a leading. If there's something that needs to be corrected, you just go and do it, right? And it's Jesus did the works. He healed people as he went, right? As you see a need, you can do it. Now, he didn't always heal everybody, those who didn't believe, you know, and those who didn't come. Okay. But here's the thing. God wants you to realize that you are a son or daughter of the king. King. You're, you are a son or daughter of the king. You are a joint heir. Well, Jesus is our king, right? Jesus is our big brother. But Father God, you are a son and a daughter of God the Father, right? And Jesus is your big brother. He's also your Lord and Savior. And he lives in you. His very spirit lives in you. Okay. When you let Christ live through you, right? First you align yourself with him and then you release him everywhere you go to other people. And this is going to happen as you learn the word of God, because what's going to happen is then you're going to be operating by God's wisdom and not the wisdom of man. When you speak, you're going to speak God's word, right? And that's wisdom. All wisdom is in Christ. You're going to speak the word of God and then you're, and then people are going to ask you about your faith because you're going to be speaking the wisdom of God and not of man. And they're going to think they're, you know, like they, like the Pharisees said to Jesus, like, where does he get this, this, this from, you know, this wisdom, right? They knew that he operated in the wisdom of God. They just didn't want to believe it. And they were jealous of him. And the Bible clearly says that they were jealous of him. Okay. So what you've got to do is you want to start clearing out your mind, get rid of fear and anxiety. Okay. You've got to get rid of fear and anxiety and okay. How do you do that? You repent for having come into agreement with the spirit of fear, right? 
or torment if that's how you've been living. Repent for having come into agreement with that spirit and I'm telling you that thing will leave. And then you speak to it and you say, no, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I will not fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And that is what I operate in. You gotta speak. I'm telling you, and this is how it happens. Rid your mind of fear and anxiety and do what Philippians 4, 8 says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. So you've got to turn off the stuff that's not serving you. Turn away from distractions, right? The things of the world that want your attention so that you're not focused on Christ in you. And then, you know, when there's a need, you don't know what to do. So, okay. By his stripes, think on this. If you're sick or someone that you know is sick, by his stripes, you were healed. First Peter 2.24, it's a done deal. It's a done deal, right? Sickness tries to come in. The devil is a thief, right? And he comes to break in, but you have the spirit of God in you. You have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, and all you have to do is say no to sickness. Okay, here's here. I love this. Think of it this way, too. You are a citizen of heaven. When you are born again, you're a citizen of heaven. Do you know the devil doesn't even have a right to speak to you anymore? He doesn't even have a right to speak to you. But you know what? You decide whether you're going to listen to him or not. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of the stranger they won't hear, right? Or they won't follow, right? Jesus said that. So, and he said that in John 10, 27, if you want to, if you, you know, want to, want to hear that. So as a citizen of heaven, not of this world, the devil doesn't even have the right to talk to you. So you shouldn't even be listening to him. And I'm not yelling at you. I'm just very passionate, right? The storms of life are going to come. Jesus said that they would come, right? But you want to make sure that your house is built on the rock, right? On the words of Jesus, not on sand, the ways of the world, right? Okay. And, and all that means is you're either going to build your house, you know, on solid ground, which is doing the words of Jesus or sand, which is not doing the words of Jesus, right? And then the storms come and then things fall apart, right? Things, your house, everything falls apart. Okay, living a life of victory means glorifying God. Jesus didn't live for himself. He came to glorify his father by serving man. He said, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve, right? That's what you and I are supposed to do. We're supposed to glorify God by glorifying Jesus by releasing him to the world. You know, this is really exciting. I'm going off my notes for a minute because this is just, this is just so good. And I've said this before, but if you've ever seen like in the Catholic, um, um, church, like I know they have like those little statues and we're really not supposed to have statues. And at first I used to be like, ugh, you know, but Sometimes you'll see a little a little statue of a saint, for example, like Saint Jude or something. And but then you in the statue, they have, it's a heart, and then Jesus is like right here. And you know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, gave me a revelation about that. Like, yeah, this is how every Christian needs to see themselves. 
Christ in you. Christ in you, right? It's no longer you that live, but Christ in you. It's no longer me that lives, but Christ in me. What does that mean? That means I've got to die to self so that I must decrease so that he can increase, right? Oh my gosh. God does not want you and I to live with selfish ambitions because if you do, you're you're going to lose and you're always going to be in fear of losing something. And that's not how God wants us to live. It's not about ministry. It's not about, you know, the superstar. It's about, and, and I'm telling you, and I'm just going to say this boldly too, churches today, ministries today, right? It's for what, what, what everybody should be doing that's teaching in the body of Christ is training and equipping for sending out. Not keeping people stuck or limited to a building because that's not what we were called to do. And listen, I'm not saying, listen, if you belong to a church and you love your church, that's wonderful. I just pray that they are training you and equipping you to send you out. And then a new group can come in or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, gr I get it. You, you want to assemble yourselves together. But the whole point is that we need to go out into the world, right? Beyond the four walls. We need to represent Jesus everywhere we go. And this is why the Lord put his spirit in us, right? Jesus physically right now is seated at the right hand of the Father, right? In the place of honor and glory. And then... The Holy Spirit is here at work, here in us, here on the earth. So here's the thing. Jesus is seat seated with the Lord, right, physically, his physical body. And we're actually seated with him there, right? We were, we, we were crucified with him, right? Our sins were crucified with him. We were resurrected to new life. And then he comes in, he puts his Holy Spirit in us. Why? Why did he do that? Get this. This is so key. This is the whole secret right here that was the mystery that no one even knew until Jesus revealed it to Paul, the Apostle Paul. He said to his disciples, I have more to tell you, but you can't even handle it right now. So he and he said, he said, you have you have me with you now, like the Holy Spirit with you now, because he was with on Jesus. He said, but later he'll be in you. He'll be, he'll be with you and in you, right? But he didn't go into detail about it. But he gave the apostle Paul the revelation and Paul spent the, whole, the rest of his life preaching the mystery that was revealed to him, which was Christ in you. Why did God do that, right? Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go because otherwise God won't, can't send. We can't send the Holy Spirit. Why did he do that? so that every single believer would be filled with the Spirit of God so that there would be millions, potentially billions, representing Jesus. Millions. So the devil, oh my gosh, when we take our rightful place and really get this, it's not, while Jesus was here, it was just Jesus who had the Spirit of God, right? But once he was died, uh, buried, resurrected, now the, now the work was done and the Holy Spirit was, boom, sent into believers so now that God's glory can cover the earth. How? By believers walking and representing Jesus. He did this, God did this so that he could reproduce Jesus in all of his believers. Now, instead of the devil contending with one, he's got to contend with millions 
but people, but the Christians still don't have this revelation yet. And unfortunately, it's not even being taught in so many churches. And all I can tell you is, you know, my my mandate is to bring you the truth of God's word, to train you, to equip you so that you can go out and be Jesus to the world and bring God glory and serve man and rule over the devil. Oh my gosh. And I'm telling you, this is why you can see why I get so passionate and I'm so excited that I can barely contain myself when I'm speaking because this revelation is huge. It's huge. Christ in you. Okay. You were meant to be an overcomer. You were never, ever meant to live under any circumstances, but over them. You rule. Jesus gave you his authority, right? It's not your authority, but it's Christ in you. So that when you speak, it's like Jesus speaking. You are representing him. You are here in his place. Boom. Releasing him to the world around you so that they can know the goodness of God, so that they will want what you have and they will come to the Father, right? Jesus said, don't let your lamp be hidden, right? But instead, let men see your good deeds. You're not doing it to boast in yourself. You're doing it to glorify and to magnify Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about people. It's only about him and bringing the world to him. You know, Jesus brought... He. Oh, he paid the price to bring us back to the Father. And we are who he is using today in his place. He is working through us to, you know, to be the light and salt, right? Salt and light to the world so they will want him. And then when you speak with the word of God and you're defeating the enemy and people are getting healed and they're like, how do I get this too? I want what you have. You've got to be salt and light, to the world and then you tell them how much God loves them how much God loves them. you know and they say how are you doing this you say it's not even me it's Christ in me right I have Christ living on the inside of me because Jesus died for me I received him I believe what he did the Holy Spirit came in and now I live the life that Jesus paid for me to have and you can have it too let me show you how and then you just you get them saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and then but you don't leave them like that. Now they need some training, you know, and some equipping because otherwise it's too easy to just go back to the old, right? So anyway, and I, and I, th I mean, you can point them to my videos. You can point them to whoever you know that is a good resource that is really going to um, bring the truth, the truth, no mixture, just the truth of God's word. Okay. Okay. Let me see. So if you want breakthrough in 2018, I knew it. See, I can't not talk about, you know, going like healing and doing the works of Jesus because in a nutshell, this is the kingdom of God. Christ in you, releasing him to the world. That's how you bring the kingdom of God to people. I mean, that's just, that's how it works. So if you want to see breakthrough, surrender from your will to God's will. Surrender, right? You know, I still remember the revelation that the Lord gave me early one morning and he said, when Christ becomes bigger in you than anything else, it will crowd out everything that shouldn't be in you. Isn't that awesome? That's so, so awesome. So until God becomes more important to you than anything else in your life, right? You're going to struggle in your Christian life. Things are going to come up and you're not going to know how to handle it. Or you'll get your eyes off of the Lord 
onto the problem and then you feel stuck, right? And we're not supposed to be stuck. If you don't know what to do, you ask the Lord for wisdom. But here's the thing. He says, we have the mind of Christ. All the wisdom of God is in Christ. And where does Christ live? Yeah, physically he's up there, but his spirit is in you. You have all wisdom living on the inside of you, right? Lord, show me. Lord, I, I, I need your wisdom here. Bring back to my remembrance, Lord, your word. But you got to be in his word for him to bring remembrance of his word, right? There, You know, this is just, there's only so much that I can give you in 30 minutes. But, oh boy, I this is just, it excites me so much. So how is God going to get bigger in your life than anything else? First, you have to understand how much he loves you. He really loves you. God thought that your life and my life was worth the death of his son, right? But the good news is he didn't stay dead. God raised him on the third day, right? He's alive forevermore. And now his spirit was sent to live in you and me. And here's the thing. This is, the, this is really what I want to leave you with too. With going into the new year, this is how you be victorious. Be conscious every day that Christ in you, that the Holy Spirit of God, right, of Jesus himself, Galatians 4, 6, 6, says that God sent the Spirit of his Son to live in you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, literally lives. I'm, I'm going like this, you know, but he literally lives on the inside of you. So just think of it this way. Um might be harder for men, but here's the thing. You never walk alone. Like a, a woman, you know, who's pregnant with a baby, you know, it's like when you're pregnant with that baby, you know, you never walk alone. That baby goes with you everywhere you go. Here's the deal. The spirit of God is in you. He will move you without hesitation. If you let him, if you just are conscious, Lord, what are we doing today? He's going to say, what do you want to do? I'm here to, I'm here to back you up. I'm here to work with you, but you are the driver. Believe it or not. You are the driver. The Holy Spirit works with you confirming his word right with miracles signs wonders healing jesus said you will lay hands on the sick but who's got to lay hands on them you do who's got to speak you do right but you're doing it in jesus's place you're doing it in his place and then the holy spirit boom goes to work and he knows how to get the job done so just remember you know i remember hearing like my whole life oh you know the holy spirit he's the comforter yes but he's so much more than that. The Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit walks alongside of you. No, he's in you. He's in you. He's not just, he's with you because he's in you. He doesn't walk next to you. He's in you. Oh my gosh, when I got this revelation and when you get this revelation, it changes everything. It changes everything because you're not calling on God. Oh God, please. Oh, you're just releasing. You're just going in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Christ in you, right? Oh gosh, we really got to get this. So you got to stop thinking that he's, that you're separated from him somehow, right? You're not. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Too many times people say, well, I don't know if that's me or if it's God. Well, you're one spirit with the Lord. So if you don't worry about it, just go 
And believe me, the Holy Spirit will, you'll get a check. If it's not him, he'll stop you. He'll say, no, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And you'll be like, oh, okay, maybe something's not right here. And then Holy Spirit, you know, talk to him. He's with you. He's in you. Oh my gosh. And you know something? Don't be afraid to step out. Holy Spirit is with you. He is with you all the time, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. And... He, he wants you to really, really get this. He's with you always, always, always. You never walk alone ever. And you know, for 2018, when you're sitting down making the plan, Holy Spirit, talk to him, say, Lord, you know, Holy Spirit, show me what, what are we doing this year? What, what are your plans? What do you want to do in the next three months? What do you want to do in the next six months? And if you work a nine to five job or and just listen, not even on your job, but anywhere you go on your job, off your job, Walmart, grocery store, wherever, as you go, just release him to people. And you know, it's a really good way to do it. Um, I actually ministered healing to two people yesterday, just as I went. And what I did was, you know, and you could do something like, uh, oh my gosh, we're just about out of time. Ah, um, that, well, one, one lady, she was young and she had a cane and I, you know, and, and I just kind of smiled at her. She kind of smiled. And then I said, oh, I, I'm just compassionate. I said, why do you have a cane? You know, she's like, oh, I have neuropathy. And I said, oh, did you have a car accident? You know, she goes, no, I just, and I said, let, I said, let me see your hand. She gave me her hand. And I just said, in Jesus' name right now, be made whole right now, in Jesus' name. And she went, she, she actually closed her eyes and let me pray. And then she went, thank you, thank you. Now, the second lady, I was actually in Kohl's, the, the, the store. I was returning something. She was looking for something. I was looking for something the right size. And everything was kind of a mess, you know, how it is, you know, after, the, after Christmas. So anyway... She said, oh, I can't read. She goes, I broke my arm. And I was like, I looked at her and I said, you broke your arm? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I'm in physical therapy right now. And I, and I put my hand out. I said, let me see your hand. She gave it to me and I said, in Jesus' name right now, be healed. Be made whole. Just like that. And she, she goes, she kind of pulled away and she goes, oh. And I said to her, I go, you're healed. I said, lift your arm. And she goes, oh, no, I would never do that. I'm in physical therapy. I, and I, I'm not sure, um, but I, she definitely was not a believer. I, I knew that. But I just said, I said, oh, well, I, I didn't mean to be like rude, but I said, well, it's too late. I said, you are healed. You'll see. And I just said, and she goes, she was like, oh, okay, thank you. Whatever. I glorified God. And I know that when she going to physical therapy, she's going to be like, oh, wait, she'll remember. She'll remember. So I'm just saying. You know what, we're totally out of time, but I just want to leave you with this one last scripture. Just remember, going into even today and going forward, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, I'll tell you, I stand on it daily. He said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind or whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. Whatever you don't allow won't be allowed. Okay? Remember this. So go forth. I bless you in Jesus' name. If this has been a blessing to you, be sure to share this. Let's advance the kingdom together and share it everywhere you can. People really need to understand Christ in you. I'll never stop preaching it because...
people need to know this. So anyway, I love you. I bless you in Jesus. And I will see you next time on the Victorious Life TV broadcast. All right. God bless you. Good night.